Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? It's so good to see so many people hopping into this space. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guests show the power of putting your head down and grinding behind the scenes to build in this space. Their incredible team has focused on the NFT space for months after already having tremendous success in the legacy comic industry. From creating Board Ape Seeks Yacht Club to working with the Gutter Cat Gang on their own comic series to now partnering with the one and only Timbaland, the list of projects from these talented artists is too long to uh, cover. It's my honor honor to share the stage with a group of creatives truly pushing forward the Web3 movement myth division. What is going on? Ramon is up on stage and Neil and we may have some others, but what is going on? How are you guys? GM, GM, dude. Thanks so much for having us, Carl. Really excited to be here. Yeah, always always good to see you, GM and Gang Gang. I know you're always repping your ape, but I know you're a big fan of the Gutter Cat Gang as well, especially after working on the comic series. So good to have you oh, here. Oh, yeah. And Neil, oh, what's yeah. going on, man? Hey, hey, thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you guys for being here. And Nicole just hopped up on stage too. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having us. This is very exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited uh, because you guys really are always building in the background. Um, this It's one of those things that when you're in this space, a lot of times um, if you are an active trader or if you're a content creator on, you know, these, on these platforms like Twitter, you're constantly here. But for you guys, you're always in the background creating and building and putting out content, but you're doing a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't realize and so it is really important just to be able to kind of get a grasp of what you've been working on what you're excited about what you've been noticing in the movement the last few months and so I'm glad to have you here so just to get started I've already had Ramon on the show before but I always ask the same question to everyone um, at this show which is just about a little bit about how you got into the crypto or NFT space to start so Ramon if you want to give like a shortened abbreviated version and then we can go to neil and then nicole and kind of just chat about your experience into the space if you know how you kind of got onboarded how you started going down the rabbit hole that is nft world yeah for sure actually um i started probably back in february i jumped on clubhouse and just got into a few rooms with you know, people who were like still around today, I guess you could say <laughs> some of the people who were grinding before it became really popular. And so I was kind of learning and uh, just hearing about it from them. And I think I bought my first NFT in, I want to say April, maybe March. Uh, I don't know. It's on the blockchain, but it's from too much lag. And uh, and after that, my second one, I believe, was the Board Ape. So that was at like 0.45 floor. Uh, the floor was like 0.3. And that was the first um, kind of picture. That I, once I realized that you could get the commercial IP license, I knew that I wanted to get an ape. So it was just for me at that point trying to find one that I could 
create a story from. And this one that you see now is my profile picture was uh, what was born, American Ape. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I bought the Ape, 0.45 ETH, and just kept buying more apes after that. What an iconic ape, man, too. I mean, like, you you had the vision for building this thing out from day one. And, I mean, looking at the comics and the the um, illustrations that have been done around your ape are just phenomenal and gets you so excited. But that's the joy of this movement is, like, you understood where Web3 was going from the very beginning of joining and trying to get an ape and kind of saw the vision. And now you're kind of being a pioneer and pushing it forward one thing that I loved about uh, when you were on the first time too, we chatted for a while about, and we won't, we don't have to get into it. But you've been kind of in the crypto space uh, and kind of the belief in, in hard money uh, that kind of uh, evolved us into this ecosystem. And so I just want to give you a shout out for that, for kind of being an OG and understanding really the mechanics of why the blockchain even exists uh, from day one with Bitcoin. So uh, it's always good to have you on the show. And then. Neil and Nicole, I'd love for you to kind of chat about your journey. If you were into crypto before NFTs or if um, Ramon kind of got you into the space, I'd love for to hear kind of your journeys into the crypto and NFT world. Well, for me, it was all my boys here, Ramon and Neil. Ramon, first and foremost. So I, I came from a very extensive entertainment background. So when Ramon started to show me very early on what this nft really was and i just i couldn't wrap my head around it and couldn't understand how i fit into this and where my you know uh, my interest would lie and they just kept you know ramon just kept introducing so much of the space to me that now i, I kind of channeling my inner child and i got really excited and it's been an amazing journey so far and to be creative in the space and to bring what I know into the space, which I couldn't wrap my head around and now I do. And then also wanting to connect to many of the females in the space because that is what really excited me as well because we have a very specific voice and storytelling ability. So that's beautiful and uh, you know um, my my wife crazy Carla uh, I've been really pushing her to get into the ecosystem more too and every time I see more women getting into the industry it just gets me really excited because uh, if we're going to change the world it has to be inclusive and that's been a huge problem in the legacy world is that we always have these barriers to knowledge and and so I think that seeing more women that are stepping up women um, led projects it just I'm glad you mentioned that because it's so important and um, I'm glad that you're here to also kind of give a woman's perspective into uh, the things that you guys are building that's amazing yes and I am loving to connect to everyone including your wife in this space and Ramon and Neil have been completely supportive um, of really creating a lot of content that is female you know um, just female driven which I think that just kind of automatically happened because over the last 10 years, some of the IP we've been developing has fallen into that category already. Mm-hmm. So it's very exciting to see, uh, you know, it all expanding and into this realm as well. So yeah. ladies, ladies, let's unite. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. We need to continue to uh, find women in the space to join the movement is so important. And Neil, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, well, um, my journey, uh, much like, uh, Nicole's really started with 
uh, with Ramon. I mean, I've, I've kind of kept an eye on, on blockchain, crypto, you know, because it's, it's always been a big interest of mine. And as a primarily, you know, film and television person, um, I've always wanted, uh, you know, for 13 plus 14 years, I've always wanted to find a way to have a truly transmedia take an intellectual property and expand it into every possible delivery system, every, every medium, uh, and with integrity. And so, uh, it, 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 to me, Ramon and I have been pitching this style of, of, of content creation for a long time. And, most people just don't get it. They, you know, studios didn't get it. Investors didn't get it. And so when, uh, I mean, I think when, when, when Ramon first really jumped into NFTs, like you said, he saw it immediately and, and he immediately, you know, was like, Hey, we, you know, myth division needs to go in this direction. We need to utilize it. And this is, I mean, I love this so much because it, it, it shifts the paradigm and it allows us to do, so much not only in um in in expanding an intellectual property storytelling character in 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 easier into uh well fully integrated into every possible medium but it also allows us to uh work with with talent that that we might not have been able to work with before uh because of either financial restraints or or you know them being on different part of the world, it's it's really just bringing everyone together, and, and with the ability to create really high end content, uh, no, regardless of what we're doing. Yeah, hundred percent. And what I love that I'll add on to just a point that you covered, which is like the borderless nature of Web three in this ecosystem, is what gets me so excited um, about the space because we're con- we're building, and you can you can um, cross bridges and get to the other side of the earth so much faster than even a decade ago. And it's really exciting to be able to see that expansion of like connectivity to humanity and just our, our brothers from from uh, across the world. Um, all right. We also just brought up Curtis, right? Uh, Ramon. Yep. So I brought up Curtis cause he's our, uh, our, our, our web dev guy. So he does our website and makes sure we're, we're safe and secure on that end. Um, integrating like the web 3.0 and, and he's also working with us on the new, um, subscription platform for the comics that we've been talking about for a little while. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring him up just in case we, we get to those kinds of conversations. But uh, I know he's he had his own separate journey with crypto as well. Yeah, that's but awesome. Did, Curtis, have yeah. you been in the space for a little while? Oh, hi, everyone. Yes. Hey, thank you for letting me be on the show. Of course. Mitch Division all the way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I started with Bitcoin in 2013. I dabbled with it. I was receiving like small donations here and there, but I didn't take crypto seriously until... Maybe last year I started like buying into SHIBs and some of these other things. But uh, NFTs I got interested in and then I circled to Ramon. I met Ramon 10 years ago. And by the way, he has the same entrepreneurial and executive spirit back then that he's done today. So I'm not surprised to see how successful he is. But aside from that, uh, I uh, started working hands-on with him. I obviously got a big upgrade in my knowledge from working with Ramon. 
in the NFT space because I was still learning about it. I had a normal grasp of like, you know, the transactional aspects of like everybody having their own computers at home and providing to a decentral network and all that type of stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I definitely got an upgraded in the NFT area. Uh, thanks to working remote. So anyways, I'll just keep it short. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank you, Curse, for being here. Okay, so let's hop right into this. And I'm going to ask some questions and Ramon, I can have you kind of spearhead and maybe bounce off and then ask um, some follow up questions wherever the expertise might lie uh, in kind of the panel that we have here from uh, Myth Division. But the first thing that I really want to touch on today is the power of Web3 and what it what how it's changing the dynamic for what's possible with creatives um, specifically. And so we had Spotty Wi-Fi on the show last week, and he really hit home a point that I still uh, kind of am thinking about, which is just the power of if you're able to find your true, you know, thousand fans, it doesn't matter. You don't need these big talent agencies and all of these, you get such a small cut that in order to, you know, really make a profit in, in the legacy world, you'd have to sell or have millions and millions of streams. But if you can just find a, you know, people that really appreciate what you're building and find a, a few hundred to a thousand of them, you can sustain and be just as successful as someone that it took years and years and all of the right moves to make happen in the legacy world. So I'd like to just kind of pose how that also translate into kind of the comic industry and the world that you're producing in, because I think uh, I, I can see parallels between the two. That's a good question. I think just to provide a little context for everyone listening, it's probably important they kind of hear Neil and Nicole's backgrounds, because that'll really help put the answer to this question in, in real context. Um, Neil, would you mind um, starting with just your background real quick, just a broad overview so people know? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I've, I've been a, a producer uh, for about 20 years. Uh, I came out to L.A. to be a writer and quickly discovered that you really need to know all about the industry before you... <laughs> You know, so um, I've I've dabbled in um, I've done web series for Dungeons and Dragons uh, on, you know, live streaming shows. Uh, I've I've done a, a little movie called Sushi Girl. That's uh, a, a kind of a, a cult indie film with Mark Hamill and Tony Todd. Um, I've done uh, lots of uh content for that was made you know more short form but the big thing i did was i i ran davis films for uh, los angeles branch uh for mm, about 14 years for samuel hadida and davis films so we're responsible for making all the silent hill and resident evil movies uh imaginary dr parnassus solomon kane and, uh, and all the way back before my day, uh, Davis Films uh, made True Romance and, and some of, of my favorite films. So, and uh, I've, I've, I've dabbled in comic books and video games and, and, and other mediums. So it was just, uh, it was like fate to, to come together with, with Ramon and make Myth Division. Thanks, Neil. And uh, Nicole, can you just give your background real quickly as well? 
Yeah, I'll just do it in a nutshell because it's been a very long journey for me in this entertainment business. But I started off in a very prominent entertainment family, anywhere from top agents to cinematographers to entertainers. So I started my career early on as an actress uh, in the horror, horror space. And then I progressed into behind the camera and I worked along amazing, alongside amazing mentors like, you know, Brian Grazer and Benny Medina and people in the business that really were in the trenches producing amazing content and learn the insides and outs of this business. I started my own company. Um, I produced my flagship indie film um, in 2019, um, which got international and domestic distribution in. We're weaving all of that kind of background into Myth Division now. Um, I'm heading up the narrative department first and foremost with Neil, but also in the animation and space and everything else we're doing. So. Awesome. Thank you. So it's just kind of one of those things where we, between all of our experience, and I know you kind of got my background last time, it's not that important. I just, I love what we do and we're so committed to creating really quality content that we know we can kind of navigate this new um, unpioneered space to just go directly to the people that are going to enjoy the stories that we're telling and keep coming back for it. So that's really like <clears throat> the main focus here just between all three of us and, and everyone that we're working with. And we just are kind of going back to all the people we've worked with over the years to uh, invite them to understand like first and foremost what Web 3.0 is and what possibilities there are when you're not slaving away 15 to 17 hours a day for somebody else's dream. You can finally just work together to build your own dream. And that's really what we're all about. So it's like, it's just an amazing journey because some people get it and some people don't. And as long as everyone's kind of working in good faith, we're all fucking super excited about like what's happening and, and, and the opportunity and, and the freedom. Um, but we just have to be careful of all those like really tricky you know, centralized places that are convincing us that they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah. And fundamentally, I think the community is so strong. If we really band together and understand that we really can change the old paradigm, I think that's really important because I've seen things I would never even want people to see. And I've seen more artists and writers and just recently, you know, part of, you know, my own daughter went through this, is that the creatives are, you know, caught in this web and they're pretty much not giving the credit or unseen or are not able to progress the way that they should be able to. Um, with many people that have, you know, mastered um, the manipulation of this entertainment business to uh, convince them that the shiny penny will get them anything and everything they need, which is not the case. So I feel like what you are saying, there really is an opportunity here to really shift this and, and make it a permanent shift, not just talk about the shift. It seems very much so like um, back in, well, it's starting to become more clear and evident to anyone that's in this space and even people that you see uh, the unemployment rate rising, but all, but primarily because they're they're finding other things. You know, if you... 
it, people like us that are doing these things, we would kind of be in unemployment numbers if we were to leave our job. But really, the dynamics are changing. People are actually finding freedom in different and new ways. And so it's really interesting seeing like all of these economic reports, but then seeing a lot of people finding new ways to kind of make money and uh, cr create kind of a lifestyle for themselves. And so one thing that I've just think is very interesting is that the entire legacy world is kind of in this uh, phase of disruption, um, whether you look at, you know, the high inflation numbers that have been coming out, whether you look at the, the unemployment numbers that have been going up. And so one thing that I continually think about is that as the that this like what is happening, there's like this paradigm shift, and very much so the blockchain and Web3 is the disruptor in in the legacy world that we're kind of dealing with and that all these governments are trying to figure out um, what is it like to kind of be at the center and being able to you know essentially you're crowdfunding you're not going to like these big agencies you're able to put out an nft drop with an access token which then you'll will allow you to fund projects what how is how is it dynamically different in this world ramon this may be better for you because you're kind of running kind of that side of things i think but how is it different in this world than like the world that we're we're coming out of i mean you hit the nail on the head really it's just kind of cutting out a lot of the middlemen so you know when you're looking at how deals are put together in hollywood and i know neil and nicole could probably speak to it even more than i can but there's always just a group of people kind of there negotiating for you. And that tends to take a huge percentage out, just bottom line. So when you're able to connect with your audience, and like you said, you were talking about Spotty and he said about the thousand fans, that's, you know, a very um, real kind of number. And when you hit that number, you know, you can consistently keep a business going um, as long as you're providing, obviously, value back to the people that are supporting you. So that's what it's really ultimately all about. I know. Um, because we're in this space, a lot of you know who Gary Vee is too, and he talks about that a lot too, and that's just providing value for your followers or, you know, it's not, I don't even like considering people followers because it's not, like we're all following each other for information, right? So it's really just like other members of the community, but as long as you're providing value to other people, that's just, you know, that's what you have, that's your value proposition. So for us, we're just leaning into the stuff that we we know we're good at which is building ip into fucking huge franchises and and we feel like we could do it better than some of those major companies that are that are out there doing it right now because we feel we have like a pretty good formula down that can work and can scale and so we're just kind of going out there with that sort of premise to our community and building just fucking building like regardless of whether we hit our roadmap milestones or not we we're committed to seeing things to the end so it's just a matter of like you know when not if at this point so so to answer your question it has changed everything because it's just like changed who the agreement is with instead of shaking hands with a gatekeeper a giant gatekeeper with a huge tower that tells you i have control of a thousand you know eyes you are just shaking hands with each of those individual eyes and trying to make a, a concerted effort to follow through. Yeah, that's amazing. Neil or Nicole, if you wanted to add on to your perspective at all. Yeah, Ramon, Ramon said it perfectly. And uh, it, 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 it empowers uh, the, the actual creators. So 
um, oftentimes people complain about uh, film or television, uh, you know, not not hitting the mark in some way, uh, narratively or story or the adapt, you know, the adaptation of a novel or something doesn't work. And in part, that's because uh, you know the studio system. You've got you've got you've got a studio. You've got distributors. You've got your agents. You you literally have a hundred people that that are are involved in in this and while i love absolutely love the collaborative process of uh working in film television video games because it it isn't just one person's vision ultimately i mean you might you might have a person leading the charge uh but you have dozens of artists uh, craftspeople working on different in all different aspects but what you don't necessarily need are are dozens of other voices that are that are trying to pull the the project in one direction or the other for for kind of an uninformed way uh, that doesn't really add to the art, the narrative, the story, the characters, and things like that. And so this this really helps narrow that uh, the field, and you're working directly with the artists and 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 the creators. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm loving this whole process. Yeah, and that's exactly right. And I think a lot of the bigger entities in this business have become brokers and again, emphasizing business. So therefore there's a split on agendas. You know, the creatives are coming in and real, you know, creativity, storytelling, all of that. And then you're dealing with part of the team that has a completely different mindset and agenda. And that's, usually works in the favor of, you know, again, I always say the shiny penny um, because it's what we've grown up with and what we were taught. And again, we have to wrap our heads around this new freedom that we're all capable of creating and then getting our real voices out there without manipulation from the studio or, um, you know, uh, voices that are really, again, on that mindset of how is the profit going to pan out? What can we adapt this IP to instead of taking the IP, being passionate about it and going, how do we create this, you know, this, this film, this animation, this comic book in the way that it is meant to be voiced in the world. So I think that is really important, you know, again, to the shift is the freedom. Yeah. And I love that. Go ahead, Neil. Oh, it's also a lot easier to make a profit when you don't have, massive entities taking the lion's share of the profits. Amen. So you can put that money back into the hands of the artists, the writers, the, 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 the people who are putting in real sweat equity. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to, why it takes a lot less fans, it takes a lot less people to really make a difference. And you're going to see, you know, these companies and these media companies like yourself, you continue to grow over time. And it does, you know, if you're able to start with a small, really loyal community, you're able to really grow something special. And I think Myth Division is doing that. Another aspect of what I love about Myth Division is that you guys are constantly 
working and you in the joy of web3 is that you can decide you know what communities you want to collab with what communities you want to work with and so you've been doing that in a lot of ways and that's another thing that I think we see in this ecosystem that maybe wasn't around before you're kind of it's a pipeline downward of telling you what what you're going to work on what you're going to do now you have like this creative freedom to partner with anyone to decide who you kind of align your vision and mission with and so I'd love for you to kind of talk about you obviously are working with um, you're working with the board or you're turning your IP of your board ape so you're kind of connected with the board ape community in that way with your comic strip and then you have an official partner with the gutter cat gang and developing a comic series for distribution to their entire community and so I'd love for you to talk about kind of the joy of being able to partner with these communities that are already really passionate about kind of the IP um, and then also building the your own with waifu warriors and kind of the the also kind of the challenges between building your own community versus connecting to a community that already exists um ramon i'll have you start that off yeah that's a good question man um it's definitely a a, a lot of fun and and it's uh like nicole said there's so much freedom in being able to kind of just create stories and not have someone trying to dictate sort of what that should look like or why or try and justify it in ways that don't make sense so for us it's just kind of being able to work with our dream teams i mean like i i bought my board ape and then i just saw potential and kind of building out more from there and then it seems like the rest of the community agreed and then i guess fucking jimmy fallon agreed apparently so it's like you know this stuff sort of just happens naturally but we just are in the business of trying to tell stories that we think are interesting so once american ape sort of was the first you know nft native story that we wanted to tell it just kind of spun out from there and uh you know gutter cats made sense um after you know they wanted us to do the comics so we talked a lot about it and i worked with the story core team and they're fucking awesome like those guys really fucking are so passionate about the community that that's what sold uh, us on it and so i was like fuck i gotta go get a gutter cat because these guys are so fucking passionate it's amazing um so we talked about it and then you know we ended up buying more and now we have a dog and and so now we're building that dog into an entire character that Nobody's going to tell us they can't go in the metaverse or in the sandbox or in Unreal Engine right next to, you know, our apes. It's the same, you know, we're all a community anyway, so it's a metaverse, right? So the freedom there is what makes it so amazing. Um, that's really just kind of what's so exciting about the whole thing. And that's what what is cool about it is there's room for everybody because it's a real community. And if we really fucking hang out there, it's cool to see animated stories about our you know, PFPs. <laughs> it's like a crazy notion, but it's very real now. So we have like the teams to be able to execute to make it actually have a shot at hitting a Netflix or Amazon or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. It's kind of crazy because when you, I tell people all the time, people come into the space, they're like, why am I not getting attention? Why isn't my piece sold? And we talk all the time about instead of focusing and looking up at the people that are doing amazing, look around and help build with other people in the space. And you've built, kind of been building right alongside the gutter cat gang from the beginning, as well as with uh, starting the board apes for months. I mean, it's, it's not like you just decided to get in now that it's hot. And so it just also makes a huge 
huge difference when it comes to building a community when you're collabing and have the power to just kind of grow with others in the space. And I, I'm curious if you felt kind of that uh, evolution as you kind of have grown with the community in terms of finding new community members for the unique things that you're making. I would love to just comment to both of you saying that uh, this is the one space that I love that Ramon has always preached and Neil in our company is like one other person's success is our success. So what you're saying is like to support one another instead of being anxious of, oh my gosh, why am I not doing that? You are part of the community. We have to continue to support one another. And it's the one space that I've just had so much joy uh, communicating with people that would never come together otherwise and understanding the support that everyone seems to have. And if we continue building on that support, everyone will succeed from it, you know, and we'll learn from one another, which I think is really important. 100%. It's amazing to see the community that has come together in the Myth Division uh, Discord. I mean, that's a whole other platform that a lot of people don't even know about unless you're a a D-Gen and you're in this space. It's like, (laughs) but anyway uh it's it's these like papa steve i see him in the audience he makes his own coffee you know it's just these there's some of the most like he's one of our <laughs> moms funny. right it, he's one of the most brilliant people i see pops there he's always hanging out in, in the gutter you know there's like all kinds of people kyle you know paintball like dude it's crazy we hang out in this virtual space already and so we're just trying to provide more comfortable means of doing it and more engaging entertaining ways of like interacting connecting and just want to be part of that it's 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 cool and to be able to again see that shit on you know uh tv tv worthy uh quality is is another thing altogether so I've loved also seeing you guys kind of, you've started out with these collabs in the space and then you, uh, for anyone that had the Myth Division access tokens, you got, you or had the opportunity to get away from Warrior. And so I'd love for you to talk about kind of uh, the the pivot too in terms of, you know, creating a community that is basically uh, Myth Division completely founded and how that experience has been in terms of growing that community, how it's similar, how it's different to, you know, collabing with other communities that you really love. But now like the building of, you know, something that is just from your creative minds, what that feels like and what it's been like to find the people that are passionate about what you're building. It's pretty amazing because, you know, I was really surprised by um, how much people loved uh, what we were doing with Waifu Warriors. We weren't really sure and we kind of launched it at a kind of weird time. But um, when we're able to now put a team in place that can truly have a complete control of a voice and it's pretty cool. Um, you know, Nicole and Neil have really helped put together a freaking amazing team for the animated side of that project and like i'm i'm the person who like can't keep my mouth shut i'm constantly you know dripping alpha as they call it but uh (laughs) but uh but nicole and neil are like uh you know what they're putting together is just super exciting and i think when we can actually like talk a lot more about it um we're excited to be able to reward like just like people that kind of were there since the beginning. I'm a big believer. I'm a collector at heart. So I know Neil is too. Uh, we talk about it a lot. And uh, we love the idea that if you're 
an early collector, you're going to be rewarded later. But we also love the idea of not, you know, having the board ape effect where new people that jump in are priced out so much that they can't like, you know, the more hype that comes at a project, like dropping names and shit like that, of course, it's going to jump. Um, but exactly. like, I'm sure we dropped a couple names during this conversation that just kind of come out, but you know, we're trying to just give people the opportunity to jump in when it's low and as long as possible, we're just going to keep creating. And then when, when we can't prevent, you know, the movies from being announced and all that stuff, then it's like, Oh, well, I guess you missed out. So it's, um, it's going to be fun to reward the people that are like really, really, uh, supportive. I mean, it just kind of is naturally going to happen by nature of the blockchain. So I don't know. It's exciting. Like, I don't even have to think about it. Um. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's, it's an exciting time to just kind of being able to be in the space. It's, it seems like um, a lot of times, you know, in this space, because it moves so quickly, um, people's expectations of uh, things coming out of the pipeline is really... Um, not realistic with the with the way that things have operated in the legacy world in, in a similar way with our investments even people getting frustrated about um why things aren't going up more when they've already been up a 200 percent this year or if you have a 50 percent correction after a 600 percent gain it's just uh it's kind of funny because this whole world is totally different but people that are new to investing they don't know any different and it's just funny right. to kind of see that the um you know just this like shift in in culture so i'd love to for you guys talk about kind of the joys of building in this ecosystem but then also kind of the pitfalls or where you've kind of seen um the thing it be difficult because from the way you talk about it it is very much so like we're building this out it's only been a few months we want as many people to get in but then i'm sure you have collectors and like we talked about last time on the show get frustrated because price isn't (laughs) pumping and so talk a little bit about you know the challenge of the space as well yeah i mean you know it's something that we try not to think about too much but we're also thinking about what more value we can provide people because we can't predict the market i mean we're that's why our approach is more uh you know we're doxxed we're trying to be as authentic as as possible um just so people can understand where we're coming from because we see the pump and dumps we see how that you know and I'm not even going to name names because I don't even want to restart old drama that new people don't even know about. And it's like one of those things where we've all kind of been in the space long enough to know, uh, you know, who, who's going to rug, who's not going to rug. And we're playing the long game. So that's what's been fun for definitely for me. And I definitely want to hear from Neil and Nicole and uh, even Curtis as well because they're in the discord. But uh, but I love uh, just our community and, and how active they are and how much we just like shoot the shit and talk. And there's people in Southeast Asia. There's people all over the world uh, that we're connecting with literally 24-7. If I'm asleep, they're awake. Or if they're asleep, I'm awake. And True. I pop in, and, you know, and like someone's <laughs> drinking coffee when someone else is drinking whiskey. So it's like one of those things where it's uh, it's just pretty cool to see. And that, I think is what's exciting to me because what we're building, I know we're building for people to actually be excited about experiencing. And uh, that alone just makes it really worth it for, at least for me, so. Yeah, for me, it's it's the space obviously uh, is, is new and fresh and fast moving. 
but on the other on the other hand, I mean, it's it's just another another uh, kind of chessboard, right? And for for myself and I, I think my team, we're in many ways as much as we are adapting and and embracing NFTs and and, and this new community. We're also staying the course. I mean, it, we're still te- we're telling the same stories we want to tell. We're we we've been working on this for this style of storytelling uh, and and content creation for 15 years. So this has empowered us to be able to do it faster and better and and include more people because we're able to avoid you know certain. The, the, the traditional OG models, but uh, we're, you know, we've always been about communicating with our community, you know, as as collectors and true lovers of the material that we're making. We, you know, we, we can we can do it in a pure form. We can do it with integrity to the properties that we're working with. I think uh, you think you guys just uh, you hit it the nail on the head when you just chat so much about the community because that's what it's about in web three and i know it can be a buzzword but at the end of the day you know if you are able to build a community in this space um that's what brings you value that's what if you continue and and uh and ramon mentioned this you know when you're able to add value to others that's a really powerful curtis i saw you uh, put your hand up did you want to add on yeah i just wanted to say uh that uh with uh, Myth Division, you know, as their web guy, uh, we're trying to push the limits, you know, as far as the automation, the interactivity uh, with the Web3 uh, world platform, you know. And so, uh, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's where the real future of NFT, I think, is going to lie. It's going to have partially the fractionalized ownership, you know, uh, aspect of it and this kind of dynamic uh, utility where it does a number of things. It acts like an access token or a membership uh a card or a form of identification or something of this nature, you know? And so, uh, it's just really exciting. And it's exciting to see that myth division has, has the content to support that type of ecosystem because they have so many unique characters and things that they bring to the table that would keep people interactive and, you know, and that, in a platform like that, like that would survive in a system where you have these big players like Netflix and all that mm-hmm. have billions of dollars that they spend every year on new content, you know? And so, uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited to be a part of the Myth Division team. I'm excited to push into areas that I'm uncomfortable with and unfamiliar with uh, so that we can be the first out there with these new type of utilities and experiences, you know, behind the, their access tokens. And, uh, yeah, for me, it's all about innovation, you know. And so uh, that's all I just saw one. I love it. I mean, one thing yeah. that you mentioned, I mean, you you even kind of said that you're, like, leaning in to the changes and that's something that uh, i know um one of you had mentioned gary v is a big proponent of when it comes to tech we've been kind of taught to kind of like like be careful don't let it control you and now that we're seeing people lean into tech and figure out new innovative ways to build around it it's able to really change our lives and how we're able to operate and interconnect uh with each other and it's and we're starting to see the power that tech actually can bring to uniting you know a like human race uh and connecting individuals in deeper more meaningful ways and it's a really powerful thing to be a part of you can easily find people all around the world 
world that have a similar interest in things as you. And um, what, one thing, I'm going to pivot here for a second because I want to talk about uh, Timbaland, and then we'll get into some questions. We have some really good questions, too, in that pinned um, thread. So if you haven't already, post questions in there. And if you already have, please request to come up. I'd love to have you ask your question. But uh, I'd love for you to talk about just back to how you guys did it from the beginning, Ramon, of talking with other communities that you saw potential in. Timbaland obviously saw potential in what you're building, and uh, he wanted to partner alongside as you're growing. And I think that's amazing. And I'd love for you to talk about how that partnership kind of came about and um, how that's all worked out since he's kind of gotten in the game. Yeah, that's um, it's a good question. I mean, uh, it, it's been a crazy journey just from the moment I got an ape to – you kind of in the beginning, you figured out who had an ape and who was in it, like diamond hands, right? Uh, who were the different diamond hands apes that were going to keep hodling? And, uh, and so a lot of the people actually followed through. We kind of sniffed each other out. It's pretty cool. And we talked about IP and we talked about long-term value of apes and, uh, you know, what we were going to do with our different apes and the clothes and the skateboards and all kinds of crazy shit. And so it was like, that was like month one. And then um, from there, it was just kind of like figuring out who was kind of like, you know, pretty honorable and kind of stuck to their word and genuinely wanted to partner and who wanted to exploit and just kind of like the usual shit, man. It's the same thing you'd like go through in in hollywood like trying to find a deal is do you want to have a partner um you know of that caliber or, or whatever right and um and so that's what we did and and so similarly it was just like an ape to ape connection and you know they they came to us um big shout to uh jay tenenbaum uh the ape um jt he uh he was the one who i think sh- shared our art with Timbaland so you know once we, they were like we love your apes let's uh would you mind doing ours and I was like yeah for sure so that was kind of how it how it worked and I actually I wasn't sure I was like because we get pitched so much shit man my dms are crazy full and I feel bad because you know I really do wish I could do everybody's like uh you know pfps as a comic book but we literally get like five to ten requests a day it's just like you can't even keep up so I was like oh well uh, you guys are a hip hop group. Let me hear it. And once he sent me the music, I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, well, let's do it. So it's kind of one of those things. Um, it just kind of worked out. And I didn't, the funny thing is I didn't even find out it was Timbaland until afterward. I just kind of went with my gut. And, uh, and at that point he was like, oh yeah, Timbaland is the one that's going to drop the press release and shit. So. Wow. It's incredible. But again, that's, oh, I'm so sorry. Go but ahead, again, Nicole. That's, that's a- Thank you, love. Um, that's cre- that's supporting the creative, Ramon. You know, it there wasn't anyone coming and going. This is, you know, this person and this person. It's here's my music. I love what you do. You know, listen to what I do, and you know, it was incredible. So again, that supports you know what we are preaching is that you know we want to yeah. support you know the creatives and the passion and keep building on that. And, you know, we can call our community a tribe. It's a collective tribe, whatever we want to call it. You know, there is power in numbers, you know, and eventually these people will have to mold themselves to what we are creating because they'll have no choice eventually. Mm hmm. 
I love that. I mean, I think, and I love, I mean, the fact that um, Timbaland, he could have easily come out and name dropped to try and get partnerships. And we see celebrities do that. And so the fact that he will focus more on uh, the music that was getting created is also, I think, really powerful because um, any new, you kind of see these celebrities that are getting into the space. And I think some of them are really going to change the game that really understand uh, what this movement is about. And it makes me excited when I see collabs like this, because it's like, this, these are going to be other, just another pinpoint for conversations of people that understand and get it because you've been here. And so anytime I see these types of collabs, it's really exciting. And I'm just curious if, you know, if you feel like it, in kind of this movement, if you're able to educate and help others that are kind of wanting to partner or collab with you, if you see that as an opportunity moving forward, um, as inevitably you'll have more and more celebrities wanting to kind of partner or collab with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just kind of like a, it's a community thing, really. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's, you know, like I said, we connected with the early ape communities. So obviously they they are sort of OG to to my journey in this IP development process. So we're building out our sandbox experience and like we're building fucking stores and shops for, for everybody that we're working with. So there will be little like e-com, you know, gamified spaces for people to really just have fun and engage. So I don't know. It's going to be pretty cool what we're building and it's all about who we're working with more so than like um, – I don't know. We're not really gatekeepers per se, but we're also like not in the business of just like saying, Oh yeah, here's, here's, you know, whoever, I don't know, Mark Hamill or here's like Madonna's phone number or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Like we yeah. don't, like, well, well we, yeah. <laughs> but I, if, I, if the collab comes down and it makes sense and, and kind of like the Timbaland thing, you know what I mean? Like I like how they handle that because we just liked the music and they said yes. And then it was like, Oh, by the way, like so-and-so is working on this you know what i mean like that's much more fulfilling to us than uh than kind of even having just the pressure of like oh so-and-so is producing this or or running this shit and you know what i mean like egos can get involved and it's just kind of can ruin the purity of a project anyway so mm. we're just still artists at heart i think and so that's why that's what we love most about the whole fucking revolution dude it's like artists first and we can really set the tone for who we work with how we work and it doesn't have to be a bad thing it just is sort of is what it is and we can all make money and you know hashtag we're all gonna make it you know? <laughs> well also yeah. yes and if i can be so bold to say because i am uh the mature um life experience person in the room by age probably only but um, you know, I, I can boldly say that I know where all the bodies are buried. So they, you know, there's been a few people that have, you know, very prominent positions in their respective, you know, areas of entertainment that have already approached us. But because of, you know, the past experiences we may have had that aren't so publicly known or understanding how certain entities or certain individuals operate, we are able now to say no. Yeah. Where before we would have to struggle and go, well, how do we navigate this? And how do, do we do we sacrifice this again? And this is where, you know, um, we can, you know, again, support more of these 
creatives that don't have that name yet or deserve a space, right? Because this business is not always about talent. It's about maneuvering. It's about, you know, a, a game. For, for yeah, exactly. So. I mean, what I, what, what I would like to say about that is that it ends up, it allows us to put project over packaging. So in the film industry uh, in general and in entertainment in general, you you have to package a project. And before you even, I mean, sometimes the pro, the packaging leads the project. It's like, oh, okay, what big names do we have? What, you know, what, what big studio is backing us? What, you know, so you want to know where the money is. You want to know where the A-list name is. What, are you working through CAA or what, what agency is repping you or what big publisher is pushing you, right? And if you notice, did, did, any of those things have anything to do with the project? No, it didn't. And so that's packaging over the project. You, you create the package and then you go, oh, what, what, what project do we want to work on now that we have those essentials? Well, this changed the paradigm and it allows us to focus on the project itself. You know, And in my opinion, the project and the people so that we can work with good people. We have a no assholes policy that we strictly follow. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is, uh, I think, important in the Web3 space, a no asshole policy. I think that should be something that um, becomes a tagline or a hashtag for sure. Um, I think one thing that is really important in this movement is that we continue to onboard and we educate those that have, you know, I I think I see Sam in the audience. He was on stage and he was talking about with uh, Joey L how we have to untrain our thinking, especially if we've been around in the legacy system to try to realize it's so beautiful seeing people like Fawocious and um, Jasty and all of these young artists that are literally still teenagers or just starting their careers and they're doing it in Web3. They don't know any different and so they don't have to untrain their thinking. And so it's so beautiful to be able to see, um, you know, just more and more people that are coming into the space and no longer afraid because fear can kind of overcome us sometimes when it comes to taking a jump or a dive into this new ecosystem because we're afraid of what it could do or what someone might think. But these people that are jumping in this early are truly pioneers. And just from hearing your voices and having you chat, it's amazing to have you being able to come from the legacy world, see the potential of Web3, and just dive in headfirst and continue to spread the gospel about uh, the Web3 ecosystem and why it's so beautiful. Um, because, you know, from this conversation, it truly comes through that you just, you're passionate about it, you understand it, and that you want to continue to help others um, get involved in it, whether it's in a creative side or if it's just collecting new fans of, your, uh, of, of what you're building. And so keep on the amazing work. Work. I mean, it's so amazing to see uh, a collective of people working together in unison in the space, and I couldn't be more excited. Um, let's go ahead and turn to some questions. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right, and we have uh, Nifty Niles up here. He is the editor-in-chief of the Gutterville Gazette. Welcome to the stage, Nifty Niles. GM, Crazy Carl, GM, everyone. <laughs> GM. Thanks for having me up. Um, hey, Ramon, 
Neil, Curtis, Nicole, um, really fun to listen to, uh, listen to the journey and all that, all the, all that you've done and, and some of the things that, that y'all talk about in terms of like what, what, what you were just talking about and like, uh, the quality, like the, the quality of, 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 of the project and, um, the no assholes policy and, and who, who you're choosing to the ability to choose who you, who you work with is, is awesome and, and love that you've, that you've got to that point. Um, but the, a question that I had. Um, so, so I've started about about a month ago. Um, I, I saw kind of a, a need in the gutter. Um, started just kind of developing my own thing, and, and luckily it was like super well received. I'm not really a creative by nature. Um, I've done creative things, but I'm definitely not a, a native creator. Um, so, so I was curious, like, for people that want to started like to to build their ip but don't know where to start don't feel like they're you know creatively inclined where should they start within their community what should they look for how do they how do they test those ideas like it's so easy to become like paralyzed by seeing some of these like really big projects and really like um well-developed um you know art and or thinking about oh well this this how, how can i make this into an nft and not really think about the value they can provide their community first so where where would you where would you tell somebody to start and what what to look for and and, and how do they start to kind of test their ideas uh do you want to answer this one neil oh wow i mean uh i mean i yeah i mean i i love the idea of for me starting with character story narrative I mean, I, I wouldn't want to just make an NFT to make an NFT for, for that sake. So for me, I'm always a big proponent of developing a project and, and see like, what story do you want to tell? I mean, obviously sometimes you can create stories out of inspiring pieces of artwork. So there's, I mean, every journey is, it, creative journey is slightly different um but yeah i i personally don't start with the uh, you know like the nft make, making money side I, I tend to start more with you know does the art excite me does the story excite me does the character excite me uh, what do i have to say that will leave the world a better place when i'm gone Yeah, I mean, Neil pretty much nailed it uh, in terms of where to start. It's it's usually with character and just kind of fleshing out uh, a backstory if you're going to try and kind of fit it into a shared universe or you're, you know, trying to pitch it or something, then you want to a lot of times keep in mind, you know, what that destination is, what do you, where do you really ultimately want to see it? And then really just starting with a compelling character because that's where all really good stories start. Um, and so when we're, <clears throat> excuse me, when we're looking for NFTs, um, to use in that way, cause we still love art first and foremost. And sometimes we do collect just for the sake of art. Um, but when we're looking at like a PFP project and, and commercial IP, um, we're a lot of times just looking for some character, you know, we look for, um, not necessarily rare traits, but we look for that aesthetic value and like what character or personality we can build from. So a lot of times you can start with the clues that are in your in your profile picture like looking at you know whatever traits there are and coming up for 
you know, different stories that are basically different memories for however you got the eye patch or the funny hat or whatever the fuck it is, right? So that's just kind of like baseline. And then a lot of times that's where you can have after a few weeks of doing that or days or when you feel you've got it, you know, pretty fleshed out, you get feedback from people that you trust and see if it makes sense or if it's relatable, right? Because if it's relatable, then it can be turned into like a real story that can be marketed. Uh, and that's where you really get the commercial like value from it. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. I don't know if I went too deep there. No, but I just want to add one personal thing that I, I heard you say. You are absolutely a creative. We all are. It's just about being fearless to tap into that and changing your narrative about, you know, what you've been taught throughout your career, respectively, you know, the people around you. So, you know, let that drive you. The rest will fall into place. And again, you have a tribe here that is there for you every step of the way, as you know. So that is something that I didn't have in my day. And that's something I appreciate. So just just go for it and just, you know, trust your gut. I, I'll add in, too, I think it's so humbling in this ecosystem because if you really look at the legacy world, even being a creative is something you hear uh, stories of Brad Pitt working in Hollywood in like these little diners trying to make it. And I think one thing that's so fascinating is that in this world, you can just find, uh, you start by adding value, find someone you can help add value to, then you, then they want to return the favor, then, you know, it's just like, it's like this more organic approach. And I think a lot of times when people start in the space, they can get overwhelmed. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just about finding a small foothold and really starting and not being afraid to um, unleash that creative power that maybe has been hidden inside of you. Uh, and and then when you find those few people that really believe in you, it just keeps you grinding. And it is like building the Crazy About Crypto show from, from just starting my first show in July. It's insane to think of like the community that I've been able to create around this show and about interviewing pioneers in the space because it started with just a few people that were coming to the spaces and now you know it's just grown uh, and people appreciate the interviews and it's something that is so humbling because it's like wow this is not you know I was hoping that I could you know find a community but if if I would have never started or if I was looking for hundreds of people in my space from the beginning it like it would never grow to be anything and so it also is just about once you find a few people that appreciate you really uh, uh, appreciating them back kind of like what you guys have been talking about with wanting to build community and when you are talking to them and give them value and then it's just like this whole reciprocation that happens then you just start to organically grow and I mean in this space like the fact that it, it blows my mind because I could easily sit back and be like, "Oh wow, I'm I'm not like the big a big content creator. I don't have hundreds of people in my spaces." But instead, if I'm focused on the 40 people that are constantly showing up, I'm, it, it just inevitably you find more people like yourself that appreciate what you're putting out. And so I think it's, uh, you know, from creating something from the ground up in the space, it's it it is uh, it can be 
taxing at times because you're constantly grinding, but if it's so much more, more rewarding when you find that organic growth and that organic community and nifty Niles, I've definitely found that with you and like appreciate you so much and the relationship we have because, because we've kind of grown at this together. And so, uh, it's just a different feeling and it's so much more rewarding than, you know, having a, a, a thousand fake people showing up that you don't know anyone, anything about. 100% amen to that. And, you know, we're all on the same playing ground and we're all with the same agenda and same goals and we all can learn from one another. And everything that you said, I'm so inspired by right now. It's 100% a true. Nifty Niles, thank you so much for coming up, man. I have, um, a, go ahead, Nifty Niles. No, I was just going to think, yeah, thanks for, thanks for the answers, everybody. Uh, I, I appreciate it. We're super insightful. And, and thank you for, uh, for, for helping, help me with the confidence to, uh, to consider myself a, a, a creative as, uh, as, as I continue on my journey here. You are definitely creative. Your newsletters are amazing. All right. We've got uh, Dr. Heart Surgeon Basil Admin. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. Hey man, what's up? How's it going? I love the energy. I love the positive vibes. Let's go. How's it going? <laughs> Let's go. Did you did you have a question for the Myth Division crew? Yeah, actually. So, um, how do you take your project to the next level after you establish yourself really well? Like, I've created a Discord of my own project, but how do I take it after that? Uh, I guess it depends on where you want to go and kind of how you define uh, next level. Uh, really, like, like the best, the best. Way. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's delay from my side. Um, I was, I was like, meaning like by next level. Like for example, I want to expand. I have a really big idea in my mind. It's really applicable. I just need investors. How do I reach that level? Like. Um, like I'm thinking of making a comic, animation comic of my collections. Like every every collection is a story. It's called episode one, episode two. And each episode has 10 cards inside for 10 crew members. So that's the whole concept. And the cards are, yesterday I sold one card at half an Ethereum. And I think that the price might jump after the comic. However, the comic is not that easy to make because it's really, really expensive. But I'm paying it, but it will take uh, take time. But if there were investors, I could just you know pay it at one time. It will be finished a lot, a lot faster. So that's the next level. How do I reach that, man? Because well, you you might want to try just doing the cards first and using um, the sales from the cards to pay for the comic. Um, yeah, that's probably the fastest route, I'd say, exactly. to being able to pay for the comic up front because the hardest part is going to be. Um, getting a team that will be consistent. And that's one of the things over the years that I've learned, especially working with artists, is uh, everyone kind of works at a different pace. So you kind of have to make sure you find uh, a team of artists that are going to be able to stick. You're attempting to launch like full on, you know, revenue creating business from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, you have to realize this, this whole community of, of NFT spaces and people it's far, far beyond, you know, the whole crypto space, uh, crypto subreddits. Like here, everyone's supportive. Everyone's giving advice for free. You never get advice for free anywhere. If you work in, 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 you know, if you're not, if you're investing in, 
in assets or invest, investing in buildings or whatever. Nobody will give you one advice. But here, everyone, man, is giving you free advice, guiding you through OpenSea, through MetaMask, what to do. That's how I got here. And so, yeah, really appreciate the positive vibes, the, you know, the transparency and everything, especially about you guys. I've been listening to some of your spaces and, yeah, I'm one of your fans, guys. Thank you so much, Battle. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's do one more question, and then we'll have to cut it loose because my daughter just woke up. Uh, but this is we could go on here for hours, I have a feeling. Duke, I wanted to welcome you to stage. So uh, excited to see you here, uh, always investing in startups. What's going on, Duke? Not much. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, did, thank you for having me up. Yeah, did you have a question for the Myth Division team or just coming up to hang out? Uh, just hanging out, just hanging out for now. If I have a question, I will uh I'll definitely ask it. Amazing. Yeah, if you if anyone just came to thank the you. If anyone just came in the audience as well, we're finishing up this space, but I will upload it as a podcast as well. I think one thing um, for uh, Ramon that was really important is that you were able to kind of also, before we ended, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about, you know, anything that you wanted to coming down the pipeline for Myth Division. I know King Blackboard had posted win gutter comic obviously king blackboard a huge gutter uh community fan so uh if you wanted to give kind of a, a an estimate or a timeline of some of the things that are in your pipeline and then we can kind of wrap this up and i'll get it on the podcast if anyone missed the show uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. i'm gonna sit down uh because nft culture is here this guy's awesome <laughs> okay nice. go ahead ramon uh, no, we're uh, so we're in the middle of the book right now, which is already written. So we're this just in the art stage. We've finalized all of the uh, uh, layouts. So artist is working now, and we're, we're expecting a guest to have it out by the end of this month, early December, is what we're looking at. Um, so that should be pretty dope when that drops. And then um, we're talking to uh, the elephants about doing something, and we've got Voxodeus in the pipeline. So there's a few things uh, uh, cooking that we can talk about, and there's a few things we can't. But um, we're just having a lot of fun. We're, like we're definitely like booked until next year. It's insane. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys are so busy over at Myth Division. I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know if you have any news at all or, or not, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I we Myth Division will be doing something with uh, Crazy Carl. I can't really talk much about it, but it is exciting. Like you said, it's so it's so exciting to be able to uh, continue to see um, the space grow. And like you said, oh, there's so much that people don't realize going on behind the scenes. And one thing that I can recommend and always encourage, uh, it never hurts to ask or to, you know, hit up a DM and try to collab with someone. Um, because you never know if you see potential in what they create and they see potential in what you create, it can kind of create a magical thing. And so definitely encourage people to continue to build in this space. And I think you guys, um, are just inspiration for that. So thank you you so much for being here and um kind of allowing us to meet some of your team today neil and curtis and nicole uh it was so good to be able to talk to you guys today too 
Well, thank, thank you for you having so us. Yes, yeah, this was you. incredible. And please continue to reach out to us. We're always open, available. And thank you so much for to all of you as well. So couldn't do it without you. Thank you guys for being here. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up and we'll see you next time on the Crazy About Crypto show. If you just missed any part of this, I'll also get it uploaded shortly so you can listen. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.